How are you doing? Welcome to Winners Only over here at Totally Blitz Podcast. As always, go down, like, and subscribe because we finna start talking about the best bets of the season, divisional bets, prop bets, everything we're writing for the season, or at least I'm writing, and hopefully I can convince you to ride along with me. I'm Paul, pick on win on Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, the one and only Kev. Water boy, your boy. AKA the Don PYE, always the realest on your screen. And I'm here to get the one on one, the 101, the 411. I need the game, the sauce, because I got to figure out this betting shit, Paul. Rent is going up. I'm calling these games on a regular basis, anyways. I'm over here. I'm over here winning the motherfucking. I'm the two time winner of the Totally Blitz playoff tournament. But I've yet to drop a single fucking bet on football. Like let me start with I want to start winning off of my off of my intuition. So Paul, give me the rundown. I'm coming and I need you to explain this like you're talking to a five-year-old. Cause I don't know what the fuck is going on. But all I know is I heard there's a winners only club and you got the keys. Yeah, so for our first rendition of this winners only, brother, welcome to the club and stuff. You gotta know the 401 to the inside gambling the first rule i like to always say is know how much you're gonna bet and don't bet more than that don't go chasing your money there's no it's like work going into your day at the office you go into your office don't do no more work don't do no less work and it's called go home so don't go back out there lose your money and then feel like because you're betting money that you should already have and this is spare and you're hoping and with the right knowledge and tendencies you can make money and do it at a sustainable level okay and as long as you follow these uh few things so like don't overbet because then you'll if you lose this not all these things are guaranteed you'll be sitting there looking stupid so don't overbet another thing is if you know like with the money lines and everything so if you don't know already it's gonna be a little ass backwards at first get used to it minus that person's the favorite. They should win. Everything oh. you're betting on them, if it's a minus odds, depending on if it's uh, like depending on the bigger the two, minus number is, the more likely they're a favorite. Example: they're minus a hundred. It's a pickle. If they're minus eight hundred, they're a super favorite. You're not making much money there. No reason to even touch that. On the flip side, plus plus odds means they're the underdog. You're getting more money than you put in. Like. Something that probably shouldn't happen due to these odds. That's why you're going to get paid more if it actually happens. And the bigger the plus number, plus 1,000, 10 to 1. Bet 100, win, uh, win, uh, win 10,000. So uh, so this, those are the odds. And uh, just understand them. If you don't understand them already, go out there and understand them. But other than that, just – Understand, like I said, you're here to try to make money and nothing is a guarantee. Use your best knowledge. There are two types of betters. The people that go out there and do the research and bet confidently because they feel like they've done enough research on things. And then they're the ones that are more intuitive, more gut betters. They get a feeling and they don't need the numbers to skew them. Always, that's one big thing. Always have your own pick before you even look at the numbers. Because if you have a real good feeling about something and you go in there and you see that how you thought was going to happen and they're plus 250, 
you might be afraid to bet that because it's like, what do they know that I don't know? Don't let the numbers scare you. Bet what you're feeling, and just and those are the gut betters. Like this, if you truly have a gut feeling on things, and they say always trust your gut. Now, if you realize that all your gut bets are coming out zero and ten, there's no gambling might not be for you. And don't come back <laughs> until you turn into a research better. Go do the research, motherfucker. <laughs> or just fade your gut. If you get that gut feeling, there's no, oh, I'm going to bet the opposite today. Oh, yeah, that motherfucker stay wrong. <laughs> Other than that, enjoy, have fun, and don't, and there, you need help, the 1-800-GAMBLING hotline is always open for you. Damn, bro. All right, but let's get into it. Before y'all even know, this is NFL bets here. If y'all don't know, we got the MMA and boxing. We be dropping bets on there every other day whenever we cover them. And we hit a lot of the times. We have all of us. We have four hosts on for uh, different episodes. All of us have winning records throughout the year. You're guaranteed to make money as long as you stick with any one of our picks. So to stay tuned. But let's get into this NFL stuff, Kev. I'm going to start off with you. Kev is here to ride the journey. He's kind of like y'all at home right now. You're watching or listening. And if you're only listening, go check us out on YouTube, Totally Blitz Podcast. You'll see everything we're doing live. You'll see the graphic next to you of all my picks already laid out as I kind of defend my case for them. So uh, AFC East, we uh, let's talk my, my backyard. If you don't know, I'm not rocking the gear. I don't have my uh, – oh. Keep that thing on you, you feel me? At all times. Aunt this coach's hat. Like, I'm not going to lie. I can really see some people on the sideline rocking that. You got to put on the Miami gear, bro. So I might get a little Miami bias. That's why Kev's here. He's going to tag along and kind of keep me in check. He's going to respond as if he's the audience at home right now listening to my picks. Mm-hmm. I'm also, like, not biased for the Falcons whatsoever because we know what they finna do. We already know them boys winning the division. So if you don't got that, All right, we'll get in there. They're a little down further. Let's get in. AFC, we're going to rattle these off quick because I still got my prop bets to hit on the back end. There's a lot of prop bets. But I only have five locks this whole episode. I'm going to be dropping about 30 bets total out of the 30 bets. These are my five best bets here. And one of them is going to start us off. AFC East at minus 100. Straight up, whatever you bet, you get back. I will say put a big bet on this. This is one of my five locks. I know I did already, and I might even sprinkle some more. Patriots to finish fourth in the division. Oh, for sure. This is one. This is by far one of my favorite bets. If you haven't already gone to take it, go take it now. It's it's basically free money. You're it. This is an investment. You want a little bit of 401 k return money at the end of the summer. At the end of uh, December, come January, Patriots finish fourth. Bills are hitters. Jets are going to be hitters with Jets, one of the best defenses. Uh, and Miami, you really are just hoping for Tua to get hurt. Because if Tua gets hurt, that's the only way. And, like, Matt White or Mike White can't step up and be a good backup. Only way I see the Patriots coming in the third. Only way. And even then, I don't see that happening. So, Patriots to finish fourth. Take them on. Minus 100. Give me that. That's my favorite. one of my five favorite bets of the year. Then I got Jets and Dolphins to finish first and second. No order. Whoever finishes. I know people like Kev and a lot of people at home are talking about what about the Bills, Josh Allen and them. I say, my, boy, my boy Josh Allen? 
Again, this is the same Josh Allen and them boys that almost lost to Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins in the playoffs. This don't is, forget about him, Steve, Stephon Diggs. I'm him, him. One who hasn't been in training camp all year. That's also going to be – I know he'll show up for the season, but, like, still, he's going to have to get that rust off during the season. Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis? Never been a believer of him. He was supposed to go – he didn't even have 1,000 yards last year. He was supposed to have his breakout year. <sighs> defense is still solid, not the best. I feel like the Jets have the best defense. My The Dolphins, to me, are a sleeper team to have one of the top-end defenses because Fig Fangio is going to get that team right. Jalen Ramsey will come back for the second half of the season. And Jets got Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like there's a there's a world where Dolphins and Jets finish first and second. And I didn't even get to tell you the odds. It's sitting at plus five hundred right now. Woo! Five to one odds. And there are there's a lot of roads where these teams could finish first and second. Like I do see all three teams making the playoffs, uh, most likely. But just they could be a three way tie, and they just don't. And the Bills don't own the tiebreaker type shit. And like I did at plus five hundred odds is one of my bets I like. AFC, this one, I we hit on this during the pickums for the divisions. Bengals, Ravens, top two, no order, plus two twenty. I just feel like this is Steelers are still young and heavy and great, but again, barring bad injury, Lamar Jackson doesn't get hurt. This is still the Ravens and Bengals division, and you don't have to worry about who finishes first as long as they're both top two, plus two twenty. Two to one odds, damn near. That's pretty straight. I fuck it up. And then I got this one's more my long shot bet. So you'll see there'll be some big jump in bet uh, odds. It's because I'm having fun here. I'm not betting the same number on everything. If there's big odds on it, I'm probably sprinkling a little bit, having fun on the season. But this is one of them. Steelers defense to allow the least amount of points in the NFL. Oh. DJ Watt for a full year. They went out and got Joey Porter, the cornerback, in the uh, first round. He's going to be out there starting. They still got Mika. I just feel like T.J. Watt's the difference maker. He plays all year. This is going to be a top-end defense. And um, they're going to have – like, I just feel uh, they were all – they were, like, top five the year before when T.J. Watt wasn't hurt. Last year, they were <laughs> top ten. Bless you. <laughs> but plus 1,200 odds. I had to scroll to go to them. And they weren't one of the top – they were, like, I want to say ninth or so whenever I had to go down. Like, I was like, they're kind of being a little disrespected. People forget about how good T.J. Watt is. T.J. Watt won defensive MVP last year, right? Year before, T.J. Watt was hurt last year. Remember, oh, they were defeated yeah, with T.J. Yeah. Watt, and then they got hurt. And then he came back, and they went – and then they barely made above 500. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's facts. But at plus twelve hundred odds, twelve to one, give me that. And another bet that I really like: Browns to finish last in this division, plus one ninety. People really believe in Deshaun Watson, and I just I'm not one of them. Simple as that. Nick Chubb's gonna eat, but not Deshaun Watson. And they're definitely the fourth best team in this division. That's real. AFC South. This is just a fun bet. Anthony Richardson, your boy out of Florida. Finishes first out of rookies in passing yards. Yeah. Bryce, Bryce Young was sitting at minus 120. He's the favorite. CJ Stroud in second at like plus 180. I got Anthony Richardson at third, plus 
plus a thousand. Oh, that's a nice long shot bet. I like it just because if Bryce is actually too small and he gets hurt, and then if C.J. Stroud it turns out to not be good, and uh, maybe we see a little bit of Davis Mills action. Who knows? Like who knows what happens here? We get Anthony Richardson playing a full year on a team with the Colts that Jonathan Taylor might not play for, and they're already tanking, and they might be playing, and he just might play for seventeen games on like backyard football. Mm-hmm. So plus a thousand, you already know why I like it. Another long shot bet. This is now jumping to the AFC West and the the last of my AFC picks. First coach fired out of uh, AFC West, Mike McDaniel plus seven hundred. I hit on it on the on the uh the when we covered it. I just think the Raiders are gonna be really bad. And Devontae Adams, I think it's gonna be a vocal point. He's gonna talk. He's gonna have the cryptic tweets. He's gonna be on social media, Snapchat. Posting shit on his story with a little tagging somebody, like you know, there's gonna be a lot of shit going on, and we'll see Mike <laughs> out of there. Random pictures of a tired Michael Jordan and shit. <laughs> yeah, when they go zero and four, and Jimmy G throws the game losing t- uh, interception two out of four weeks, and Devontae Adams slams his helmet on the ground, like we'll see some shit that we saw out of the Broncos when Russell Wilson was shitting the bed, and then okay. next thing you know, just like Nathaniel Hackett. That boy, Mike McDaniel, was one of the first coaches. I just think he's first coach fired. Plus 700 odds. Had a scroll to go find him again. He's not the favorite. I just think he probably should be. Let's go to the NFC East. Stacked with hitters. This one, I'm getting a little chalky. I'm picking one of the favorites here. But I feel like the favorite wasn't big enough. The person to lead this uh, division in passing touchdowns, Dak Prescott, minus 160. That's one of my locks. That's the second lock out of the five. Hertz had 25 last year. Dak had 22. Dak only played 12 games to Hertz in 17. I know he doesn't have Kellen Moore anymore, but this is just Jerry Jones' offense. Dak Prescott's making $40 million a year. Jalen Hurts, where he is going to have eight to nine rushing touchdowns from the goal line, and that could but that doesn't matter when I'm betting the passing touchdowns. I just think Dak at minus 160, he's the clear-cut favorite. I don't think Daniel Jones got the arm. I definitely don't think Sam Howell's going to have the arm to match it, and I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to get enough passing volume, even though he has the talent around him. Interesting. I don't know about this one. Really? I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. It is the Cowboys, but I just feel like Dak – out of all these QBs, who throws 40 times a game? It's typically Dak. So I just think the passing touchdowns are going to follow suit. But we'll see. Maybe I'm completely yeah. wrong. Jalen Hurts does get a lot of rushing touchdowns. Then I also have a fun long shot in this division. I have one for AFC. Here's my NFC. First coach fired, Ron Rivera. That's for the NFC yeah. altogether. You think, you think they're tanking this year? Because I was thinking about that. I drafted Scary Terry, and I'm looking at the fact that they still don't have a quarterback. I'm just like, yeah, I think they're trying oh, to get them. I'm hearing people truly believe in Sam Howell. Like, the training camp reports are great. Coaching staff is great. Uh, people are believing in the preseason tape that we're seeing right now. And just uh, people out here betting and drafting. Like, people I truly respect in fantasy football, YouTube, like the high-end, the really good people, they're talking about Sam Howell and Terry. Like, it's going to be a guy. And I'm just like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, but I, I'm sticking to my guns that he's going to be a bum. But I don't think they they want to tank. I don't think they think they're tanking. 
Mm-hmm. I think okay. Eric Bieniemy is a great offensive coordinator. I do believe him, old boy, and I believe in him so much that I just feel like Ron Rivera. Like I feel like he gets fired either way. Like maybe he doesn't get fired the other way because they're winning. Mm-hmm. But everyone would start listening to Bieniemy. Like if the offense is looking good and I'm wrong, it's gonna be Bieniemy, and we're sitting, and everyone's sitting there like, okay, like fuck what Ron's saying. Let's listen to the guy that's leading us the Dubs. Facts. And in the, by the off season, he gets fired, and my bet doesn't bet, uh, cash in. But I see it going the other way. Sam Howell looks terrible. This team, uh, the whole team looks bad, and you're already like, "Fuck, we well, we're gonna keep the enemy because you're basically the interim head coach, and we just fired a guy who's been the captain of the ship, and now it's on you." So, plus seven hundred odds, same odds as Mike McDaniel. Those are my AFC and NFC picks right here for first first coach fired. But plus seven hundred odds again, they were tied. But I had to scroll a little bit down. They weren't the favorites. Mm-hmm. NFC South. This is a lock. This is one of the. This is the third lock that you're gonna hear. That's the gonna Bucks, call Saints win the division. Finished last in the division, minus one ten. Take them odds. This is just like the Patriots. This team fucking stinks, and Baker can sell people all he wants. But this and the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin defense is this and that. No, Bucks finished minus one twenty. I'm not even gonna get into it. Go amount minus one ten. Go cash that while it's still available. Right, if Kyle Trask can get this start, I don't know. The Bucks are gonna be terrible. But I feel like if they start playing Kyle Trask at the end of the season, they're gonna start getting random wins. But they're gonna suck. Regardless. I think this division's better than people are giving respect it than the respect it deserves. I do believe the Panthers drafted well, have um, good free agency to make the make up for holes in the offense that they traded away. Panthers, I'm not Panthers. Falcons really well coached. Really, they know what they're doing. Even if you don't like it, they're going to do it. And they have the talent to do it every down. And a great defense um, coach and defense on the field. And the Saints, they upgraded at quarterback. So I think all three of those teams are going to do well. Similar to my uh, AFC East pick. All three of those teams in AFC East are going to eat. I feel the same about this division other than the Bucks, And that's why I have the most. Uh-huh. That's why I think this is one of the best bets to have right here. It's a pick em. And this is when people – People invest in stocks, and it's a long-term game, ain't it? This is me investing in the season that I had done enough research to feel comfortable putting a good amount of money on this, and then come into the season, I just came up a good amount. Okay. This is a this is a, this is an investment, and if you want to invest your money, and you see the people have their own stocks and investments, this is this is an investment if you know what you're doing. And you, and you can do it, Trump. NFC North. Mattis, so this is two things, plus odds on both of them. Alexander Madison, now that Dalvin Cook's done, I really think he's going to be a dog. I really think he's going to be a top 10 rushing or running back just because that offensive scheme is really – it's it's fast. They score points. They, they get the ball moving. I feel like their offense will be going. And their defense is so bad that they're going to have to score points. So Madison was like – third in the NFC North in rushing odds, or fourth, plus 350. He, I think he should be the favorite or the second favorite. Um, the David Montgomery's on a new team on the Lions. He, they drafted Jameer Gibbs. You don't know who's going to be RB1 there, really. Like They might split work for a little while. The Packers, there's A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones splitting work as usual. And then you go over to the um, Bears, and Justin Fields might be the leading rusher. 
So as long as Alexander Madison is RB1, I just feel like he's going to be RB1. As long as he don't get hurt, why is he number four on the odds? Plus 350, that's why I really like that bet. Okay, nice. And then Lions and Vikings to both finish top two. Whoever doesn't matter the order. I know you're not. I know you picked the Bears. Who who did your official? If y'all don't know, Kev's official picks for that division. It goes Vikings, Bears, Lions, Packers. So I know you don't have the Lions top two. I said that. Yeah, I know. I I I have it. Lions, Vikings, top two plus two hundred. No matter the order. Wait till we get wait till we get our midseason predictions. I might have to put the lines back up because I was I must have been really drinking some Justin Fields juice that day. He was listening to that Jamari. <laughs> Gator was feeding you that day. Uh, Justin Fields juice. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm, I have to. I'm looking like dang. I didn't put the line because I was like I was just talking about how much I like the lines yesterday. I got tape. Oh, I can't wait for these episodes. I got out. tape. All right, I got film. I can't wait for these. Otherwise, right now, this is, this is why I love these shows. I love these shows. I be looking back and be like, I did not. I said, <laughs> I stay doing that every year. And then my one bet for the NFC West, and it's kind of, it's it's a plus nine hundred bet, almost a thousand odds. NFC West versus AFC East Super Bowl. I just think it'll be a 40 – and it's just I think it'll be a 49ers versus either the Bills, Jets, or uh, Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting bet because, like, you can – because if the, if the motherfucking Commanders versus uh, – not the Commanders, the um, Cardinals end up playing the motherfucking Patriots, like, you catch. Yeah, facts. It, like, it'll be one of the craziest Super Bowls ever, but, like, it's a fun bet to ride. But you also got to look at how many dog, how many horses you have in the race, and the AFC side, AFC maybe the Seahawks can make the playoffs, but they're not going to make any real noise. But 49ers, NFC Championship is their territory, so uh, feel good about that side as long as they can beat that whoever's on the other side. And then look at they're the gatekeepers. And then look at AFC East. Yeah, we we both agree we have three teams going to the playoffs in that division. So I got three dogs on, on on like three horses in a race on the AFC on the AFC side. So I that's almost half the that's a little bit under half the division. That's like forty. That's forty percent of the playoffs on the AFC side. I would say that's four. That is that's a nice bet because now you can you can finagle having four horses in the race. Yeah. So that's a plus nine hundred with thousand odds. You can probably shop that around and find a thousand odds, but I got it at plus nine hundred right now. This is a fun. Fun bet to uh, ride, especially come playoff time. I see the how it shakes up. I can root for a team. I'm like, fuck. I do want the Bills in the playoffs. You better win that game right now. I need you to <laughs> at least make it interesting. I think that's what's the beauty of these bets, though, because these are the bets you always forget about. Because I always know that you forget about these bets because you always send them in the group chat when they cash. You're like, huh, I forgot I did this. Well, yeah, I, do. Good I do. And it's and it's right around Christmas time, so it's like, oh yeah, we ain't good, and we ain't good this Christmas. <laughs> Two years we're going up, but let's jump over. We've been doing divisions, and let's go to the props. I have it. It's a little, it's a little separated, but let's go quarterbacks. Prime position, quarterback touchdowns over unders. Okay. Deshaun Watson under twenty four and a half passing touchdowns. Cash up. It's a running team. AFC North. 
he has to go up against three really good defenses twice a year. And I don't believe in Watson. 24 and a half going under. They're going to realize it's the Nick Chubb show. That's why I'm so sad they took him from me in the draft twice. CJ Stroud under 17 and a half passing touchdowns. I don't believe in this rookie. There's always a bust. Everyone likes, loves to ride home about how these rookies have all this talent. And I think Bryce Young's going to be great. I think Anthony Richardson's going to be fun for fantasy. He's going to run like a motherfucker. I'm calling it now. He'll probably finish top 10 fantasy rush, uh, quarterback just because of his rushing ability alone. But CJ Stroud, I think, is going to be the one that they're sitting there with like, fuck, we kind of missed. And Ohio State doesn't produce two quarterbacks. It's a thing. See, uh, he's on a running team with Damian Pierce. DeMarco Ryan's love loves to run the ball, and they went out and traded, not trade, um, picked up Devin Singletary in the offseason. This is going to be a run heavy scheme, and I don't think CJ Stroud is going to throw over 17 and a half touchdowns. Then Desmond Riddler. Oh, under, not under, uh, over 14 and a half touchdowns. Okay. And damn, over, damn, 14. That's it's it? so low. He has to at least throw one touchdown a game. And if you look at the um if you look at the numbers before uh uh whenever he came in, he had like five touchdowns in his last four games. Or like four touchdowns in the last four games. That's at least one. And he uh he's gonna be on the scheme for the second year. Drake London, B. John Robinson. I love B. John Robinson. He's he's gonna be a killer. And then uh Kyle Pitts. I think Arthur Smith knows everybody knows they're gonna run the ball. So we'll see a few play actions here and there. And I just think Desmond Riller is gonna be smart enough with the ball to be able to be able to get this shit done. No, that's fact. I would have never expected it to have been that low. That's free money. What are the odds on that? These are all pickums, minus one ten. Oh, yeah, yeah, these are the prop bets. And Mariota, I don't think – I think Riddler's going to have a better season than Mariota. Facts. And Mariota had 15 on 13 games. And 15 on 13 games before they sat – or basically cut him from the team. And as long as Riddler can – he can do he can do that. He can match – he can match Mariota. So I, I really like this bet. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really nice bet. In QB passing yards, Bryce Young under 33.50.5. I do believe Bryce Young is going to be great talent. I think their offensive scheme, they paid Miles Sanders $25 million for three years. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I just think Bryce Young may get banged up a lot. I think this is an insurance play. If he balls out, I can tell you all I told you so. But I like the under because I think he might miss a couple games with injury. Trust me, I'm a Dolphins fan. I know how that goes with undersized QBs. And it was going to be in a run-heavy scheme, play great defense, not try to do anything too crazy. Mm, nice. The mind of a better is crazy. Yeah. You got, you got to make the scenario that you most think is logical, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson under 3,750 yards. I don't think he's going to throw for 3,800 yards. 3,750 is a pretty high number for somebody who looked like complete dog shit last year. Russell Wilson's number ain't this high. And Russell Wilson arguably had a better year than him. And he looked like <laughs> I can't believe I didn't put a star next to this. I thought that, that, should, that maybe could be a lot, but that's borderline. That's, <laughs> that's fringe. 
Josh Allen over 13 and a half interceptions. Maybe I'm a Bills hater. Maybe I just believe they're going to play in a division that has Bill Belichick, uh, Miami Dolphins with Vic Fangio, and then Jets defense. And 12 and, a, and 13 and a half is, is, is a high number, but this man is careless with the ball. He doesn't understand sometimes you don't have to force every throw. You can throw a ball away. No. Josh Allen don't believe in throwing the ball away. We're going to scramble, scramble and then try to force something, and then maybe it's an interception. Then Kirk Cousins under 12 and a half interceptions. He went over that last year, but he has a trend where he goes over this number, then under, then over, then under. And I feel like this is second year with the court, uh, with the coach and the coordinator. And he, I think he'll get a little bit better, tighter ship. Like he had seven the year before last year, he had 14. I think he'll have somewhere in the middle, maybe like 10 this year, still under 12 and a half. Okay. Now let's go to wide receivers. Garrett Wilson over seven and a half touchdowns. I hit on this when we talked this division. This is Devontae wow. 2.0. This is uh, we saw him do it in the preseason. They called a run play. Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson saw something they both like: play action, throw a touchdown, one hand snag. Garrett Wilson not only is my feet like that, but my hands are like this too. So mm-hmm. he's this. That is a legit duo. Like. 100 through and through. I think Gary Wilson easily clears seven and a half touchdowns. This is another borderline, put a star next to it, lock it up. One of my locks, Adam Thielen, Panthers, new wide receiver one, over four and a half touchdowns. I just think it's simple as he's going to be the security blanket. He's always been a red zone target. He all, Even when Justin Jefferson was next to him. Kirk Cousins still threw this man the ball. And there's a reason. This man can run crisp-ass routes. And then I think the coach is going to be telling him, hey, trust Thielen in the red zone. He knows what he's doing. You got Jonathan Mingo, who's a rookie. You have um, Terrence Marshall, who's on his second or third year. He's still not really – he's still wet behind the ears. Adam Thielen knows what he's doing. Trust Adam Thielen. You're a rookie quarterback. Listen to your vet wide receiver. Thielen over four and a half is my one of my super locks for the year. Super duper lock. He is a red zone target. I think this is a number that by week six, mark my words, by week six, I'm going to be sitting here like, damn, that already cashed. I think we see like week one, he gets like one. But like within the first three weeks, he's going to have four touchdowns. He's going to score two in a game in the first three weeks and then one and one. Like he's going to be that person that – if you have him early, he scores a lot of touchdowns, then trade him. Because then he might only have like three for the rest of the year in fantasy. Then I have CD Lamb over 1075 receiving yards, 1075 receiving yards. He didn't, uh, Dak didn't play all year, and CD still went over last year. CD, like 1075 yards to me is a bad year for CD Lamb. Mm hmm. Wide receiver young one, and even though me and you both don't believe he's wide receiver one, really, he's still on a pass-heavy offense. Thousand seventy-five is what their wide receiver two was getting the past couple. Of, like, like thousand seventy-five is to me such a low number. I think this number should be sitting around like twelve fifty. Yeah, facts. So, I mean, another borderline. I maybe I'm just picking a lot of bangers. Maybe, maybe I'm. Just, I know I got the eye for talent, but that's why I'm saying, like, listen to me. As long as he stays healthy, he got that. 
wide receiver touchdowns. Kristen Watson, Packers. Even though I don't like Jordan Love, over five and a half touchdowns. He's just the guy. I think he's a legit red zone 6'4". He can jump off the air like Jordan. He showcased it last year that he got the hands in the red zone. He was just a wide receiver machine. Over five and a half. I just need six touchdowns. He plays 17 games. And he could has the, he has the potential to have three in a game uh, type shit. So I think five and a half is a steal. And there's no, uh, uh, no Robert Tunyon anymore. No Alan Lazard. No Randall Cobb. Somebody's got to catch these fucking touchdowns. No, that's facts. And, and he was a monster in the red zone last year. And he's so fast coming out of Tampa, Florida. You feel me? Yeah. So, and then I have Dallas Goddard tied in of the Eagles over three and a half touchdowns. When he was healthy last year, he was, he was, he was wide receiver too over Devontae Smith. Like, he's – that guy's a legit tight end. Also a guy in fantasy draft that I'd love to get in the fifth, sixth round when, like, the Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey's, Darren Waller's, Kyle Pitts are gone. Goddard's going to be that guy that probably ends up third in tight ends. Mm-hmm. Three and a half touchdowns for Jalen Hurts on this run-heavy, play-action-heavy type of offense. We'll see if over three and a half touchdowns. That's one of my locks I have. And then let's go to receiving yards. Drake London. Drake London over 800 and a half receiving yards. I think Drake London goes hits over the 1,000 yards this year, but that doesn't even matter. Over 800, and 800 yards. He only had eight targets in two games while with Mariota for 13 games. Out of 13 games, two targets – I mean, um, eight targets twice. When he had Desmond Riddler – Four for four, eight targets every game. At least eight targets every game. Eight targets, eight targets, 12-9. Completely different ball game. I think people aren't realizing that. I think I'm going to end on Drake London a little early. He already, we already know he's a great run blocker. 800.5, really low number for a wide receiver one in a 17-game season. DJ Moore over 800.5 again 800 yards for the Bears. I thousand yards interesting, but I think he'll at least get 805. He's had worse QBs in Carolina, and he's done this every year. I'm fucking with the wide receiver pick so far. I like that Drake London pick, DJ Moore. No receivers, guy. I'm trying to listen to all your shits right now. Travis Kelsey over 1,075 yards. Oh, for sure. He had fifteen hundred last year. Who did they pick up to to take it away? Who's stopping that? Who's stopping that? Yeah, and into what they're in a division that's gonna have high scoring games. Like even though they will play the Broncos twice, they get to play the Raiders twice. Maybe one of the worst defenses in the division. Chargers, that's gonna be a 30-30 game. Every time. Waddle. Over 1,050 yards. This man was like 6th, 7th place last year in yards. It's just disrespect. Especially for especially for um, how high his um, yards for um, yards for catches. Because, like, shit, them boys really be taking these deep-ass passage, and they get that yak. 1,050, like, yes, Tyreek's going to eat, but this man had, like, 1,300 last year. And they were, like, the first. healthy all year. They, 
both of them were the first duo to go for like over like um I think it was three thousand yards. They're like the third duo of all time to go over three thousand. It was either twenty five hundred or three thousand yards between Tyreek and Jalen last year. Yeah. But thousand fifty, I know that's still high for a wide receiver too. That don't get me wrong, but like Tua didn't play last year the full season. And I feel like Mike White is a step up than who we had last year. And my big dig Mike White can get it done if, if Tua does go down. So And y'all boys didn't get Jonathan Taylor or Dalvin Cook. So like I believe it's something. It's okay. And then my one under for this uh, receiving yards, Alan Lazard under 650 receiving yards. I think he'll still be a red zone guy, but he has to compete with McCole Hardman, Garrett Wilson, uh, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. Like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the red zone. And I just don't think Alan Lazard's going to be that guy. Anymore. I think like he'll get a few touchdowns here or there, but I mean, I'm touchdowns, but like, I just don't think 650, I think McCole Hardman and him are going to be both battling. Like, where Garrett Wilson has, like, 1,300, 1,200, maybe over 1,500. Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, and them are going to be both battling around, like, the 500 range. And Rodgers doesn't throw that much. This, I think this is still going to be a run-heavy team, a West Coast offense. Like, Rodgers likes to run. Run the ball. We got two great running backs. And then a few play actions here and there. So, what, 30, 30 throws a game? 650, I think, is a little too high for somebody like with Alan Lazard on this offense. Mm-hmm. You can go either or. I can see it going either or. And then receiving, I mean, rush. Now let's get to the running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb over 1,200 yards. This is a high number. He can't get hurt, but he's only missed his number twice. The year he got hurt, only played like nine games. And his rookie year, where he wasn't the starter officially. And there was a year he only played like 13 games, and he still went over 1,200 yards. So I think 1,200 yards on this offense, I, I truly believe it's going to be a running team, running offense through and through. Watson's not going to be a factor. And no cream hunt opens up the complete backfield solely to Nick Chubb. There will like there's no splitting 70 30 60 40 timeshare now it's gonna be 90 10 like it's gonna be Nick Chubb through and through mm-hmm. yeah I fuck with I definitely believe in Nick Chubb all the way this year and then Austin Eckler under 825 rushing yards he had it last year he did go over his number last year but he also had 300 fucking touches of the ball catching or uh, catching and running combined definitely over 300. This man, he had two seventy year before. This man, this man is swole. He works out. I fuck with dude. He knows fantasy football. He said, "Draft me. I'm gonna win you the league." And he definitely won a lot of people leagues last year. But it's gonna catch up to him, and I don't wish injury on nobody. But he is a prime candidate for this year from people I want to fade due to what I think may he may be due for an injury just because of his workload. Eight twenty five is a number he can achieve. I don't think he's a real running back. So even if he plays all 17 games, he only averages 60, 70 yards a game. If he misses a couple games, I'm, I feel like I'm a shoe in. If he, if he, even a little tweak, he doesn't have to miss the whole year. A little tweak, he's out for two weeks. Comes back, he has in a full, full 100% for that first week. So it's really like three games missing. 
I'm feeling kind of comfortable because he barely hit 825 last year. And that was a breakout year for him. And then under James Conner, 775, 775 rushing yards. He, I just think this team's going to be losing a lot. And if you're losing a lot, you're going to be throwing a lot. And we'll, we'll see him running maybe 12 carries a game, one of the worst O-lines. They won't block. It's already a blowout. Who knows? Like, second half of the season, he may not even want to play. Like, if it's really – they're really losing like that. That's real enough. They may – like, starters may be faking injuries. And you never want to say that. But, like, if the organization's giving up and getting the first overall pick, players are going to realize that. Then I have one defensive pick. J.C. Horn over one and a half interceptions. Oh, for sure. Especially if he plays the whole season. Whole season, it has to play. I know interceptions can be sporadic, but I think he's an elite corner, one of the best. He's going up against Derek Carr, who is known to throw interceptions. Desmond Riddler, which there's question marks still. And Baker Mayfield slash Kyle Trask. Those interceptions oh. are on the board. Interceptions are on the board six times of the year, six games of the year for sure. <laughs> so that's how I look at that. And I just think one and a half is a little low. If they had this at like three and a half, two and a half, I maybe be a little bit more worried. But one and a half, I just need, I just need two, baby. I just need two. Doesn't need <laughs> two. If he plays the whole season, oh, that's a for sure. Because he could be up there in the foes and fives. I didn't want to bet a lot of defenses because there's a lot of shit that can change this and that. And you never know how things break. But I was just – I had a scour. And then when I saw J.C. Horn one and a half, I was like, hold up. Just, that's the one. That's the golden goose on defense. Mm-hmm. And then I got two realistic lawn shot bets, and then we're out of here, Kev. And it's in the same thing, wide receivers. And I found bets that had over 1,500 yards. And, of course, Justin Jefferson, over 1,500 yards was like plus 100, like plus 110, like a pick em. You could go bet that. That's all it's fine and dandy. That probably comes true. Like you probably get your money back and then some. But I like to find some value. So I, I looked a little deeper, did a couple scrolls, looked down. Plus 900 odds, Garrett Wilson. Ooh, okay. He was like he was sitting, I think, in like the twelve to fifteen range of players, plus nine hundred odds. I just think over fifteen hundred is a very real possibility. Devontae Adams two point That's all I gotta keep saying. If he gets a hundred and fifty targets, a hundred and seventy targets, and he catches a hundred balls, he could definitely go over one fifty. And the other one, and this one shocked me. This is the one that I don't want to put a star lock it up next to it just because it is plus 1,200, plus 1,200 odds. But Jalen Waddle over 1,500 yards, plus 1,200. And they had people like Amari Cooper over him, Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, Garrett Wilson, who has definitely never shown any of that. And I'm just saying here, like, this is the person who put up about 1,200. 1,213 yards, 100, like 12-something yards last year. Wide receiver one on a lot of teams. This man, if you're telling me he's like in the 20th range of players, like you have him in the 20 to 25 pick range on 
odds on who's going to have 1,500 yards, I really like the value on that. Because Tyreek played through injury last year. He's still a small guy. Let's say Tyreek is out for like four or five games. Waddle eats. Let's say Tua's all healthy for all 17 games. Who knows? We might see the first ever 4,000 yard, not 4,000, but like 3,500-yard duo. Mm-hmm. No Mike Kosicki. They just cut uh, Robbie Anderson. It's really just them. Yeah, it's really just those two boys and Craycraft again. Raheem Morstort, Jeff Wilson are still the running backs, and it's Tua. Like, the offense is the same. Mike McDaniel's second year with these boys, like, over 1,500 yards. I think I think we'll see both these – both Tyreek and Waddle go over 1,500. But just Waddle plus 1,200. That's my last pick, one of my favorite picks on, on the whole day. Oh, wow. That was um, – I fucked with that. I definitely like that last pick. But, no, nah, I definitely appreciate the um, rundown on the game. On um, the rundown on the boxing uh, – not rundown on the bets and the game on how to be successful. Definitely. Enough. Can't wait to see how your bets go because you definitely had – I like the research that goes behind a lot of stuff. It's not just because you think there's a good chance this might happen. This might affect this, which changes this, and this is my reasoning for picking this, and my temperature is this way because of this type shit. Yeah, see, I'm a little bit of both. And I said there's two types of bets. I kind of do both. Sometimes I have bets that I'm just gut, like Deshaun Watson bets. All gut. But my research is I witnessed him be completely ass last year. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other ones, like the Dolphin picks, like it's a little bit of gut. Of like I think if two is healthy, what the fuck says not? But then you see the research and it's like Waddle did put up 1,200 yards with his uh, first year on a Mike McDaniel. Like it's just like this. Now, like, sometimes your gut instinct can be backed up by the, the stats that are shown. And I, I'm a little bit of both. That's fine. But not, no, but those are – I think I gave out, what, 40 picks down here on the show. I'm riding them. I gave you anywhere from minus 160. I think that was the biggest favorite I gave out, minus 160. For a thirty-minute episode, it's not bad. A lot of shows are giving out that as their normal picks. So minus one sixty is my biggest favorite, and I'm giving out plus, plus like fifteen hundred odds, fifteen hundred odds on some of the other things that. And I walked you through the world where that's very realistic and very plausible. I think we'll give these boys. I'll kind of bring him up as the weeks going on throughout the season, but we'll give a little midseason update if we don't, if I don't get into that. I'll give you all a midseason update on how I'm looking on a lot of these bets, and definitely a recap at the end of the year on how much money I either won or lost or units, as some of these gambling folks like to say. Mm-hmm. We'll see, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. All right, well, we got to get out of here. We appreciate everybody here at the Winners Club. I mean, Winners Only Club. Again, this has been Paul Pickham, Winham Concha, and I was joined with Kevin Waterboy and Street Fight Enthusiast Savoy. I gave you the picks for my best bets, the locks as I like to call them, my prop bets of the year, my long shots of the year, and my my favorite division bets of the year for all the divisions. I uh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.